Yeah, so anyway, the mini should come in, I'm thinking, a couple of weeks from now, hopefully. Oh, dude, That's speaking cool. speaking of minis, did you see that new Mini Cooper? <laughs> mini Cooper? Yeah, it was fucking cool, man. Sex! What? 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 Now that I have your attention, let's begin. <laughs> <laughs> So the subject tonight is not sex, right? Because I don't really want to talk about that with you guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, you don't have any stories to share. I don't. <laughs> wait, wait, we talk about that quite a bit, though. He's uh, actually well, the one who doesn't, if you notice it. I'm the guy that sits quiet in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to Legend Lore, brought to you by Strange New Worlds Productions. In the uh, last few episodes, we've done uh, some things that have been kind of uh, very informative. Uh, which was what we like to try to do here. That's what we're doing the podcast. We're going to learn you good. So tonight, though, we're going to do something a little different, something a little kind of fun that we wanted to do for a while. And we're going to talk about WTF moments in campaigns or adventures we've been on or just horror stories that we have from bad player experiences or bad DM experiences. And uh, yeah, you might learn something along the way anyways. I mean, that's kind of how we are. We tend to, to diverge sometimes. Sometimes it's good just to share stories. I think so. There's lessons in stories. I, mean, yeah. I think we've been talking about you know a lot of storytelling, so now we're gonna we're gonna talk about <laughs> some of the people weirder listening moments. are like, I bet these guys don't even play D and T; they just talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, we play D and D. We play Matt. We don't uh, invite gingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Matt. I oh love no! You. I'm going home. You made Matt cry. All right. It's okay, Matt. You and I can play Pathfinder. That's oh. right. Oh, yeah. true. True. That's only people who play Pathfinder or Gingers is like that episode of South Park. <laughs> it's a ginger convention, but it's also the Pathfinder convention. Right, right. So do we want to start no. off do we, <laughs> do we want to start off with uh with a horror story or or, or what the fuck moment? Well, it's the spirit of Halloween, right? Right. Yeah, I so like that. We should start off with some D D horror stories. Anybody got any that they're thinking of? Well I would say for first time viewers of our podcast, we should probably introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, we should they do might that. Not even know who we are. You know what's really good is since we came back from a hiatus, I keep remembering to say welcome to Legend Lore <laughs> instead of welcome to Strange New Worlds Productions. That's good. But I keep forgetting to introduce us. I know you're on a streak with that. Uh, all right. I'm Dungeon Master Mike and the beautiful red-headed man beside me. Dungeon Emperor Popatine, but not for much longer. Soon I'll be oh. Dungeon Master Popatine again. You're changing it up. I have to. I mean, if I'm not doing a Star Wars campaign, I can't be a Dungeon Emperor. That's true. Yeah, I'm not sure how the how law works on that. It's pretty binding. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Player Cody. DM Osborne. This is DM Rockfist. You're not Overlord Osborne today? It was Big O last week. Big O, that's right, Big O. <laughs> I just yeah, can't, I can't keep up with all these changes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> The David's, world's changing. It's like David's Star Wars character. He has a different name every single session. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I got a horror story. Yeah. For some. It would be a horror story for some. I think it's really funny, and I think we all agree on it. Um, okay. And everyone was here for it. So, And I'm going to put the blame on John. Oh, what? Shit, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it. So we had this campaign called Rod. Uh, Rod. It was a uh, homebrew world. And we were tasked with like defeating um, demon cult that had infiltrated the city. And the city was already being like torn apart through like kind of like a civil war. And we had one of our great friends, Bill Martin, come play with us. <laughs> and he was going to be a guest character. So Bill's watching the whole time. All right. And then 
he introduces himself. He's he's kind of like the big bad villain. He was this paladin who betrayed us for making a deal with this devil. And so he was like a boss character. John made him a sheet and everything for him to utilize. Very powerful character. And then we had another character who was a samurai named Yotoku. And... <laughs> He, he, he one shots and like it was a couple other people's <laughs> turn in initiatives like we, we they softened him but in the first round of combat like the fifth position or something Yotoku just dropped all of his key points all of his like action surges and just eviscerated Bill and he got so red he was so <laughs> mad that this badass character you made just got eviscerated yeah and that's a hor- that's a horror story for like if bill was his first time it's like oh you're gonna come in and you're gonna be the big bad and it's gonna be fun you're gonna kill a couple players or wound yeah. them you're gonna have fun time I think that's a horror story for both player and dungeon master Absolutely. too, right? So Bill oh, even time. had Bill even had the the help of uh, some big bad devil. Oh, yeah, he had a, a pit a, fiend. A, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's a pit fiend on the side, but I think we paralyzed the pit fiend. In yeah, some way. yeah. Somehow stopped the pit fiend for a couple, like a round, mm-hmm. and then yeah, uh, our friend Nathan, he just had this awesome samurai build, and he comboed comboed the shit and had great <laughs> rolls too, and yep. like. I just felt so bad for Bill and I then you know as a DM you're sitting there going like well do I do some type of thing that'll stop that right. or will that feel unfair to you know the player who did all this stuff I mean he built his character to be able to do that and then you know I did think that I didn't think that Bill's guest character was going to survive anyway I just didn't think he'd go out in one round yeah. so that was that was rough yeah, yeah. That's, that's always rough. Dude, there's been many times, especially when we were first starting to play 5e, and we're, we're learning the system as DMs and as players, and I'm learning how to balance threats for the party. Yeah. There were many times where you guys walked over shit I didn't think you would walk over. Like, I literally walked over things yeah. that I thought, oh man, this seems so powerful. And then, you know, of course, we were learning about action economy then too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learning about how the player action economy works and and how to balance it out with the creatures or the whatever whatever you're fighting, the people, whatever you're fighting. And you guys rolled over so much shit before that I've just like, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And I just roll with it and figure out how I'd, I'd work it out. And then there were, I've also been times where things I thought you would roll over, you haven't. It's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, after that happened, um, Nathan, I guess, went on like a Discord community and was like, hey, this happened at my session this last week. And he said, like, he told me later, like, there was like a hundred people that were like, your DM is terrible. Yeah, they were <laughs> like, like, he's a bad DM you. for do, letting that happen. And I'm like sitting there going, well, I kind of already feel bad. So maybe they're right. (laughs) And for like us, it wasn't really a horror story, but I think that that's stuff I've heard about in a lot of sessions. People are like the, I think there's like a D and D horror story subreddit, and yep. like that's that's something you really like. I'm oh, probably, I go to my I'm first session, there, yeah. and he's introduced me to the game, so I yeah. play this big bad, and I get one shot. Well, Bill was super cool about it after. Yeah. He was, oh like, yeah. dude, whatever. It was a great story. It was really yeah. dramatic moment. He just didn't get a play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, he did, he didn't get to role play a lot. Yeah, role play. Yeah. yeah. And in here, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be frank. Fuck those people. So you're a bad DM. Thanks, Mike. It, you'd be a bad DM if you didn't let that shit roll and happen every once in a while, right? Mm. Like the, the player characters have to have those. If, if they legitimately one shot at this thing, cool. That's yeah. that's a great moment for the story. Great moment for them. I mean, he had a pit uh, fiend on his side, yeah. so like having a an like. A quote-unquote NPC that has a, basically a player character stat block, and then you put a pit fiend right next to them. I don't. I would. I would assume that seems like a pretty fair uh, combat for the players and for the the the, the NPCs. The pit yeah. fiend. And, yeah. And Bill. Mean, we were like thirteenth level. Yeah, I thought we were like 14th. We were like 14th. was up there. We had but, two wizards. And, and not to give any yeah. credit to Yotoku, he had like five of seven crits. Yeah, so he, he crit like a machine. And yeah. so he did like 
450 points of damage. So, yeah. like, it, was, it, wasn't it, was, it was a machine. Really, only worked because of the dice, but mm-hmm. it's because of his. Uh, yeah, sometimes the dice are gonna. That's what's gonna happen. And yeah. as a DM, you accept that, yeah. right? Oh, oh mm-hmm. shit! They, 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 they killed my bad guy. Well, guess what? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Was he in the middle of all of us? Was that why? Or was uh, he? I don't remember the layout, but it really was Yotuka just unloading Super Saiyan yeah. style on him and he, and took him out one round. He was like slightly wounded, but he was functionally at full. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was yeah. that was a horse horse. Thanks for reminding me of that. You're welcome. You should feel bad. <laughs> Well, well, well. Now, now that uh, that you know, we brought that up, uh, John. What do you what do you got? Uh, well, okay. So, <clears throat> a little back little backstory to this one. So, we play this campaign that we've talked about, I think, once or twice on this podcast called uh, the Quest for Boost. Okay, <laughs> and we all, uh, except for Matt, who uh, was not there for the campaign at that time, but this was uh, for a lot of us. This was our we had our hearts in this campaign. Like we built these characters out. They had been through all kinds of shit through the multiverse. Um, you know, we were high level. I want to say when the story took place, we're probably level 15, 16. I don't remember, maybe higher. You were 16, I think. Yeah. So here we are very high level, very invested couple years of playing the campaign. And, uh, we're, you know, in, in true Mike style, we're f- being flung through the multiverse doing different shit. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in the astral plane, but we're like in the astral plane not like projecting into the astral plane. We're in the, the astral plane. Yeah, we fall into a trap. And uh, Mike's just like, okay, here's an astral dreadnought, which for those <laughs> of you that don't know your, your monsters in D&D 5th edition, if an astral dreadnought crits you while you're in the astral plane, you're dead. Like there's no saving throws after that. There's no death, you know, saving throws. There's none of that. You can't be resurrected. Like you are completely annihilated. Your soul has been destroyed by an astral dreadnought in the astral plane. And when it happened, I literally remember, because, you know, as a DM, you can't help the meta, right? So I'm playing Chud the barbarian who's you know he, he doesn't know shit he's not a big nasty monster he needs to put his accent right you're but fi- john you're, you're you fighting know, on this all these floating asteroids oh yeah well, yeah it's it's great it's a beautiful setup but here, here you know i'm meta i'm have this meta thing going in my brain going mike wouldn't do this he wouldn't make us fight something that could permanently kill us after two years of building this. through Here's luck of the dice too. through luck of the dice like if he rolls a crit we're done and I just, I was legit anxious. Like I was sitting at the table, like, like palms sweaty, knees weak, <laughs> arms are heavy, mom's spaghetti. Like what is Mike doing to us right now? And we somehow won that thing somehow didn't roll a crit. But to this day, Mike literally has the printout of that fucking astral dreadnought sitting right here where I can see it. And every fucking night I come over here, which is twice a week minimal. I get to look at this dumb thing and I'm sorry. I'm still upset right now. And I, and I look at Mike and I'm like, does that need to be there? And just every time you're like, what? Okay. So let me, let me give a, some backstory. Cause yes, that is a, a horror moment for the characters. You guys, because you were playing a very high magic campaign and you already had some of the items that you were going after, the artifacts that you were going after, which augmented some of your abilities and gave you different things you could do, especially like the, the chalice having so much stuff I could do. You guys had actually for about three or four sessions in a row kind of rolled over some stuff. And even the stuff that was a little bit challenging, you guys were getting really fucking cocky everywhere you went and i was like going i think it's time it's time to realize that even though they're high level they're going to be taking on some very high level stuff it's time to put the fear back because fear is a great motivator for characters (laughs) it is it's a great motivator for characters man it it, it keeps you engaged and yes believe it or not these guys know okay i I think anyways as as a dm you're going to roll more 20s players anyways because you're rolling more dice right and i tend to get on streaks sometimes where it's like 
I have a fucking 20, 20, double 20s. And as Matt can attest to, because he's seen it. And uh, that night, legitimately, this is not a DM fudge. I didn't roll a single critical hit. That's the fates right there. Yeah. Uh, that was Boost protecting us. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I, I remember when we were fighting the thing. You know, I, don't, I don't read the monster manual very much at all. So I, I don't really know a whole lot about the mechanics of any of the monsters. Same for Volos. And I remember seeing John just like nervous the entire time <laughs> and then trying to role play his character Chud. So I remember talking over John like, hey John, like what's the big deal about this guy? And then John tells me like if he gets you, if he hits a crit on you, then you're perma dead. Nothing can having it and i just remember like when he told me that i kind of like leaned back and i was like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) i want to speak about an uh, ability that doesn't get as much focus as that one and it's the astral dungeon and it just takes you out of combat with like a ridiculously high thing to get out like it has to take damage or there's something i can't remember what it is but it can put you in a dungeon it's just like a hundred by a hundred stone wall astral plane of existence so just and, and it took me out i think the healer of the yeah. party yeah. just out of the fight at like the second round or something i was just like okay i guess they're just gonna die <laughs> like i can't do anything in here and i can't remember how you get out but it's not it's not like an easy thing it's a no. roll it's a high roll yeah so it's a it's a powerful beast that was a f- d- fucked up thing for you to throw at us mike it, it was and, and 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 i will tell you from my perspective as a dm i did really i did really take the time to figure out do i do this or not this is real if I roll a 20, somebody is dying and I'm in love with these characters. But I had to look at, I had to take it from the DM's perspective. Go, it's sure every DM should love the characters that their that their players are playing a little bit. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you are the big bad guy. So you gotta, you gotta kind of put up the shield a little bit and go, all right, hopefully I don't kill him. I, I think you're <laughs> describing one of the coolest things in tabletop role playing, which is where the, as a DM, you are heavily invested in, in the characters and right. the story, but you gotta let the story go where it goes. Yeah. And if the, people die they die and you know i think about you know game of thrones and and eddard stark in the first book and how like he you think he's the hero and you're really invested (laughs) in this guy and then he just fucking gets his head chopped off and you're like but does that not make the the story more interesting and more powerful after that point you know it was so impactful but it it was impactful because when you look back on it everything made sense like he was throwing his weight around too much he 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 put himself in a bad political situation didn't read the room and got got killed for it and i like that i I think you know at the end of the day in D &D, to your point mike a lot of players act like they are like just superheroes walking around completely invulnerable and you know like (laughs) like it's the classic trope of like the city guards like what's your purpose in the village and then they attack you know it's like what are you (laughs) guys doing you know like um so i don't know man it, it did and i think after that we were more careful. Yeah. You know, so mission accomplished. I think it's a good idea. I mean, maybe you should just, uh, I believe there's a director or somebody who would like fire somebody on, on the set, like immediately one person to show their dominance to show like, Hey, nobody's safe. Yeah. And why we should just do that with D and D. We should just, you know, have level one one characters and just like, (laughs) all right, you're dead. That director's an asshole. (laughs) I don't don't know if it was true or if it's like a thing about it. I don't know. That could have happened in dark kingdom really honestly in the low levels for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And actually almost did a couple of times. That's true. But uh, there is a weird dynamic though, as you play fifth edition, like as a DM, you, the power level mm -hmm. of the players is harder to read. Yeah. Like you can kind of the first 10 levels, I think judge it pretty safely. But once you get into the, the 10 plus, especially the teens, like, 
I mean, my God, some of the stuff players can pull off. You're just like, you're like, uh, I made a real powerful monster. Why is he dead? Well, just spellcasters in general just get ridiculously strong in those higher levels. You know, the the one of the jokes of fifth edition is like, uh, just keep the wizard alive until level 17, and then let the wizard handle everything else. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and then too, if you let your group get too big, so now you don't just have like four very high powerful characters. You have like eight at the table, and then like, good luck, Mister DM, coming up with something that's gonna. Yeah. It's exponentially harder to deal with. Yeah. I kind of, it's possible, uh, but it's hard. I kind of take a. Well, I, I learned this through Star Wars because we had. I don't know who we started at. What like how what our group size was. I think it was around. I think it was, it was five. five. Yeah. Now we're at like seven. Seven to eight. Seven thing. to eight. Yeah. So at, over the course of that, I have learned that I can't just be like, "Oh, this is a really cool monster. Let me throw it in." So now I've basically, when I create a monster or I find a monster in the book uh, for online, I just say. All right, I'm going to make, I basically make variable rules of like, okay, how many people are going to be tonight? All right, then they're going to have this power, this power, this power. Um, and then I also, in variable rules of, I might update the monster a little bit as you guys are fighting him. If I feel like this is supposed to be like a guy you're fighting who's really, really powerful. Right. If I feel like you guys are wiping the floor with him, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to give him a little, I'm going to give him this variability I had, and I'm going to kind of put the fear of God in them. It's like stuff like that. I, I, I don't it, see a problem with that. That's honestly. good DMing. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I adjust every monster that we ever play with uh, for a few things, a few reasons. Number one, people may be very familiar with it and I might want to add something that they're not familiar with just to make it a little newer and fresh when we're playing. The other reason being is exactly what Matt was talking about. You don't know. I mean, usually we do have our full you know, accompaniment, but sometimes we don't. So you got to have to adjust for those things. That's one thing I always do. I always give them two hit point pools. Mm. Always. One hit point pool is maxed out oh. and and I just kind of, and, it, and it's just about like how the combat begins, whether I start to see like, hey, this is looking like a little, like these guys are going to roll this thing. I'll just cross that off, you know, and go with the max hit points and then start subtracting whatever damage you did from that max hit points. Or sometimes I add add even more hit points if it needs to be. If you're like a big player, like an eight group player and you pull out any freaking monster from anywhere from any source, their hit points are not going to be enough. Yeah. Period. I read a really cool story. This guy, he was playing D&D with kids. I think they were middle schoolers. And someone came into the room to kind of just like watch and see how everything was. I think it was like a school thing. Like they were in the school building. So like some kind of superintendent, supervisor, whatever was going to making rounds. Yeah. And I guess the guy knew a little bit about D&D. So he was watching the, the group play. And he's noticing that the teacher guy who's running the, the game, DMing, he's not subtracting hit points on his monsters and he'll just say like okay that, that was the finishing blow and they they narrate the finishing blow and uh so after their game was over he walks up to the dm and he goes like hey i noticed you weren't like writing down your your monster's hp and stuff like that like what, what's going on with that it's like oh yeah you know the monster dies when it's no longer fun to fight the monster and i thought that was kind of a cool <laughs> idea i don't think it would work very well for adults because I think we tend to be a little bit more like, yeah, I'll, I'll say, I'll valued. say like my internal struggle with that is that I do like trying to come up with something that'll mm-hmm. challenge you guys. Yeah. And then if you beat it, you beat it, you know? So I, I don't like, I don't like to fudge, but I do, I have, but I prefer not to. Um, and then if I, you know, I don't know, like I try to make it challenging out of the gate, but to your point you're making earlier, Mike is like, dude, at a certain point in five E it's like some of the, damage that that players can dump out so i do that cody what you're talking about i do that with bosses a lot of the time so i'll have like what i estimate their damage and then i I calculate your damage but if it's like if it's too soon in combat i'll just add like Mm -hmm. i'll just ignore certain things so then it gets higher because it's like okay well boss fight's not gonna be three rounds yeah 
So, so Cody, do you have a, a horror story, either from a player perspective or from running a game? I got a player perspective horror story, but I don't remember all of the details. Oh, give us just give I think, us the uh, generalized, the I general. Think, I think my social anxiety at that moment kind of peaked, and I kind of like blanked out some of it. <laughs> but we're we're playing Strahd, and a a quirk that is in every single one of my characters is a like unreasonably high hatred of goats. <laughs> <laughs> this is true because in real life you love goats because in real life goats are actual monsters <laughs> sent by the devil this and is, i hate them and this is why i'm going as a cultist of the black goat for halloween they're so fucking stupid <laughs> they got goats. ugly they have ugly eyes did i mention they're dumb they're like, so dumb what about like baby goats they like piss that? and shit in the same spot that they sleep in cody i'm I, i'm i'm, I'm kind of sensing a theme here they're so dumb anyway <laughs> So we're playing Strahd and we go to, oh, I forget the name of the town <laughs> where uh, Baba La Saga is at. Uh, Ber- uh, not Berez. Baba Yaga? Uh, it is Berez. Yeah. Berez. Berez yeah. yeah. We're in Berez and there's like this little wooden fence with a bunch of goats inside it. And I think there's like skulls on the fence. Yeah. And we're all like standing around not doing anything. And I'm like, there's fucking goats over there. We could be killing goats right now. <laughs> <laughs> did that <laughs> they bought me a little toy goat that screams whenever you push the button we used it for when we rolled that once yeah it's a subtle <laughs> reminder about how horrible goats are one one of these days you guys will start associating goats with bad things you, you're you've done a good job moving us along that path yeah <laughs> i want to make like a hero of the goats one day like that's gonna be my hero no gonna fuck like, that he's man. gonna be like a gnome that rides a goat it's gonna be like a paladin a paladin of the goats <laughs> a goat kin paladin yes so, i like your spiel you did as a uh, pippi long stockings the oh, forest yeah. gnome yeah that was really funny <laughs> so uh what so, a do to so cody move, 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 move us through these thoughts now you're thinking we're all discussing what we're going to do we know this is baba yaga's hut mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out well man how are we going to approach this what's going to you're looking at the goats I, I climb the fence and i go start i start picking out goats did you mention that it was covered in skulls the fence had human skulls i, I briefly mentioned that okay. but you know when there's goats involved i'm willing to take that risk <laughs> so and then what happened I don't remember the the skulls. That's started, when ever, the, sc- ever, they, the skulls lit up and, and shit happened, and that's when everyone started freaking out at me because <laughs> I, I did the dumb thing that is obviously a trap. So basically, Baba Lagasa had to bathe in goat blood to stay like alive. That was like her thing, her magic. Like every full moon, she had to bathe in goat blood. Further evidence so of the had, atrocity that is goats. <laughs> so she had all these goats in this pen with enchanted skulls on the top because if anyone tried to take her or hurt her goat, her goats, you know, obviously she's going to have a problem with that. And so this the skull started screaming, and it brought Baba Lagasa and a pretty epic combat commenced after that so. see you, you mentioned how we yelled at you about that and it was mostly that your character died once that your other character died one session prior and then you're like <laughs> yo i'm gonna step on this goat pen like we're just like what the fuck are you doing man you didn't just you know. died you're didn't, the new guy in the group what are you doing they were goats didn't he also become a goat for a bit yes he did oh yeah he fuck you guys for, for that sessions. <laughs> yeah because uh, yep. you had to leave early i think that same session yeah. i probably had to work so or something she uh Lagasa. Uh, turn uh, them into polymorphed you yeah, yeah for like and so you every time you missed a session you were a goat basically yep. yeah it was probably probably kind of a horror movie moment for you too in uh quest for booze when sig dad got uh, his head cut off and replaced by the goat head oh yeah the cultist i forgot of the black about goat. that yeah. mm. 
I got a really good what the goats. fuck horror mo- moment, but I want you guys to uh, okay. share your stories. You, you I, guess, I mean, yeah, I have. I, mine probably was the one that ruined, not ruined a campaign, but definitely changed the campaign completely. T- 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 tipped it topsy-turvy. It was also from Rod. Grimmer. Yep. Rod hey. stands for Realms of the Dragon, just in case it's not like... Yes. Like Hot Rod or <laughs> the trucking game. <laughs> it's a trucking game. We play international truckers. <laughs> oh, we're, all, we're all coked up on crank. <laughs> Driving through the night, I'm getting the grab, white line fever. Just role play truckers. <laughs> this will be the, this is gonna be the Kickstarter project we do as a company. <laughs> we got all the great big convoy. She beautiful sight. <laughs> This is big red breaker breaker. So, anyways, <laughs> we should do that. There's no, there's no, there's no. Nobody's simulation. done this. They got like <laughs> trucker simulator, but nothing for the tabletop. I, I think I mean, we're breaking into this space, boys. So I think this is the big thing. <laughs> play by yourself or play with mini. And then our sequel is Goat Simulator, the tabletop game. <laughs> you have to have Ooh. a CB at the table to play. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Oh, you can play it. It's like any oh. action you declare without hitting the CB doesn't count. It's COVID <laughs> friendly. You can CB radio. Social distance. Yeah. Oh my God. That's fucking hilarious. Um, so yeah, we, the biggest, I would say the biggest horror story I've ever been a part of. Well, there are some pretty big horror stories that we've been, but the one that I caused was I had a character named Grimmer and he wanted to obviously make the greatest story of all time. And he wanted to make that story off of uh, a character that he was with was a Shakur. Or, yeah, Chikur. That was my character. Yes. He was basically your... He wanted to write the greatest story that you would ever... Mm-hmm. And you were going to be the god king of the world. Mm-hmm. And he was ready to He's write a very nice tabaxi. Yeah. yeah. My, little, my, little. My, just so you know, my first action as god king would have been to eradicate all goats. Oh, well, that would have been a good action. It would have... <laughs> um, so, I basically... I, I would say it's basically a... I wouldn't say it's... It's not a Don Quixote, because Checker was actually pretty pretty badass and did a lot of stuff, but... Uh, and brutal. And brutal. And brutal. Very brutal. Um, but anyways, I was a bard and I became the first mate of blue, who was another character that our friend Bob played, who was going to be the pirate King. And as the first mate, I got the sextant of the seas and that was going to, you basically had that and you get a name who the next pirate King is. And I mean, he gave it to me and didn't know at the time that I was like, Hey, I want Chakur to be the God King. So if maybe he'd just be the pirate King and then it'll work his way up. So as they were like making their merry way, oh, we're going to make Bob the Pirate King. We're on an epic quest. <laughs> Don't downplay your betrayal. We're on an epic <laughs> campaign long quest to get Blue to be Pirate King. And then I dimension doored to the spot before any of them could get there, opened the chest, and then this ja- the uh, was, it was, a dra- was it the Dragonborn that showed up? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Dragonborn Sorcerer showed up and was like, who's the next Pirate King? And then there's like a silence. And I was like, Chikur! And then oh, man, you I'm heard pretty sure yeah, I'm pretty sure I made. I know I made Bob upset, like really upset. <laughs> oh, no, no, dude. Yeah, I, I, he flushed red. Yes. Yeah, so did I because I was just full of rage. <laughs> did he continue playing blue after that? He, he, no, he, no, he, he stepped he away a, from blue yeah. for a little bit and then yeah. came back later. Yeah. Yeah. He took a hiatus for like a yeah. couple weeks because of that. I think. Yeah. He, I think he had to emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, there's gonna be fist fights, man. Well, it, 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 it was such a disruptive, not disruptive in a bad way. I, I mean, it, in hindsight, I love it. Like yeah. it was so cool. We all have very positive but, memories about but, it, right, guys? But, <laughs> but yes. it was so disruptive to the entire narrative we had built for like a you know however long that had been almost a year yeah. that when we came back 
to play the next session like a month or whatever later i i made it 18 months later yeah oh yeah because i couldn't even begin to untangle mm -hmm. all the drama that it would have been just leading from that session to the next and so making it 18 months later was allowed me to completely transform because now shakura runs the city and you're yeah. at his side and all this other stuff's going on and blues away nobody knows where he is bob comes in with a new character but yeah dude that was that was i, I have that was nuts i have really good memories of that moment it was a true what the fuck moment like truly and the reason why it really really resonated with me is it became it basically made ravana's inevitable betrayal forgotten about <laughs> that's true <laughs> literally i had just betrayed the party in that combat and then grimmer's oh, like yeah, the my right before that <laughs> yeah yeah i remember that yeah. hey i did save us all but getting away from sales on ship so you know it makes it's up true, for it right it's true it's true, uh -huh. <laughs> true buddy. that 18 month you know, jump forward in the future thing. That's a very clever solution mm -hmm. to the problem. So very, yeah, uh, very, because it, it kind of lets you rewrite anything and everything that you want to. Yeah. And gives a, a really good opportunity for new characters to jump in, which yeah. is what we did. And it, it made it very easy to incorporate those new characters into the story yeah. because yeah. 18 months later, adventures guild people now have 18 months to get the, like the departure letters or something like that. So yeah. Uh, what's the word? deployment letters right to to go to the island that we had to be at yeah it was really Good job. It, thank you man no it was it was it was tough because it really was born out of this like oh my god what what matt did through his character was so huge to the storyline i don't even begin to know how to react to it so by just saying 18 months later i'm able to to your point go okay well what would the effects have been down the road and then bring everybody back to the table but mm -hmm. it gave you a control back over the story and yeah. not that like total control but you got to reshape how it all went and put us in a situation that wasn't just like oh we're just gonna murder you now right yeah the next session is just like a pvp game it would have been, it been. Like, it been. oh yeah. like we i like we were preparing spells and he's like nope yeah. that's the end yeah yeah so uh yeah so with that i would say that all of my horror stories are really about other dms i've played with honestly um i'm sure that i've done some horrific stuff where i went like oh fuck what i do that was I, I, that was a stupid thing for the character not. Yeah, no no not at all <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> not jk uh but it always comes to me and it's particularly two dms and one of them was a very early dm that i played with who we were playing uh what was called uh the ghost tower of inverness which is a pretty hard module and the old advanced dungeons and dragons and this was like seventh grade we're in the library playing right where we are those geeks in the side room in the library before playing. stranger things made it cool that's right before I mean, stranger things made it cool we were already cool i'm jealous i wish i could have did that too. and we were playing and there was like six or seven of us playing and he's running and he is not we're not good players he's not a good deal this is early on we're young we're learning the system but it was very obvious that he just wanted to kill as many characters as he could it did not matter what we did. Smart, stupid, whatever. He was just killing us all off only because his best friend was playing and his best friend, and it was kind of a competition for whatever reason. I don't even remember if that's the, actually in the module it was competition if we can get this fucking, this uh, gem or whatever. And the only one that didn't die was the, was was his his friend that was playing with him. You might need to edit this out, but it yeah. sounds like the making of a school shooter. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Gosh. Uh, sounds like a real fun game, Mike. So, but that does, but no, it fucking sucked. And like I, after that, I was like, I'm never playing with this dude again. I never did. But did that become like a like an early lesson for you yeah, as a DM? It, it did, but unfortunately, like future horror stories from other DMs come back. One of them start. One of them's a heavy heavy favoritism thing that I really drove me nuts playing with this this guy. And he had his girlfriend playing, and he had another character that he totally favored. Like it, it was just it wasn't even it wasn't even 
you know, like sly that he that he favored these characters. They got fucking every magic item all the time. Mm. I'm playing a samurai. I didn't get my first magic item until seventh level. Wow. Seventh level, I get my first magic item, and it's this basically lightsaber sword. That's pretty dope. That's which pretty cool. only has five charges, and it can never oh. be recharged again. Yeah. What? Flame. Yeah. So I literally went through this campaign. I think I got one other magic item in, in that time. It might have been like a ring, a protection kind of thing. And these guys were just getting fucking loaded up with shit left and right. Every time there was a magic item, it just happened to be for fit their character. The other character, <laughs> just, the other character he favored was supposed to be my deshi. He was my student. I was supposed to be teaching him, and by the and he was like three levels below me, and just doing massive amounts of damage. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. finding this super funny because I just imagine the DM being like, uh, Madeshi, okay, yeah, here's the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. And uh, Mike, uh, here's uh, here's your plus one dagger. Pretty, yeah. pretty, that's what it felt it's like. like man. Um, you open the chest and yeah. uh, you you get a ring with three, or a, excuse me, a necklace with three beads. Uh, all of them are the wish spell. Yeah. Um, Mike, you find a tome <laughs> written by your father and it just says... Fuck off! Fuck off! <laughs> you're a disappointment, son. You're not. You're not actually my child. We you can't swap you. items. You can't swap items. You can't, it's, not, it's not for you. It's already attuned to her. That's yeah, the, the tome is written in like some kind of weird code, and you got to spend a lot, all of your downtime trying to decipher the code. <laughs> <laughs> but the DM never tells you like what any of it means. No, he does. It's like just, you're, it's you're just, rolling intelligence checks, and it's like, yeah, it's not high enough. You decode. You decode like I rolled one a nat twenty. No, I'm still not high, yeah, not high enough. You need to roll two yeah. nat twenty. Oh yeah, one letter at a time. One letter at a time, and it's an for fuck off yeah <laughs> you get to the end and it just says noob <laughs> played so so the same mad, bro the same, same dm and 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 you may ask me mike why did you keep playing with this guy because at that time i was the only other dm in our group of friends like very rarely did anybody else dm later on people began kind of dming a little bit so i did continue to play with them we had a crossover moment where i had run a campaign uh, which we've talked about, uh, the champions of Saloon, and they had gotten pretty high levels. And he wanted to run a Myth Draenor thing. And if you're not familiar with Myth Draenor, we called it the Nor, like the Nom, because it is literally hell when you're there. Yeah, because what is it? It's it's an elven city yeah. that is haunted and has demons. It's infested and, by demons. Yeah. It's got all kinds of weird shit. It's all ruins, basically. And then there's mm. certain areas you can go on, which are magic-free zones. Yeah. Ma and so or other areas you go on, which wild magic, is every any spell you cast surges or oh it's just fucking stupid hard it's high level stupid hard so i took the same samurai and was playing uh charlie took his half ogre uh fighter that he was playing and one of the spellcaster boosted charlie's t uh hit points temporarily gave him like 20 extra hit points so we're wandering through and i think i've told you guys some of the story i don't know if i've ever told on, on air or not we're wandering through mr north through the ruins and every so often he's like charlie's character uh i can't remember his name so i just blanked out anyways he was like charlie roll a dex check he's a half ogre his dex is shit he fails every one <laughs> And every time he fails it, oh, you accidentally, you know, twist your ankle in a hole, you lose five hit points. He did this. None, none of the rest of us had to roll dex checks going yeah. through. It was just him. As soon as he lost his last of those 20 temporary hit points, he stopped making him roll those decks. And I'm like, that is fucking lame. I'm afraid I'd so somebody's ass for that. I mean, the better way to do that, I would say, would either be the spell doesn't work. If you really, I mean, if you just don't want him to have a spell like that, just be like, your spell doesn't work. I mean, you're in Myth of more, so you could just have that when it's like, it's maybe yeah. magic, like a zone that's empty of magic and you yeah. can use magic. But even even that, I would say, is like, that's... Don't mess with player's agency. That's messing with player's agency, which so we talk cheap. about all the time. Like, we just don't like to do it. I mean, unless we absolutely have don't to. Don't do it unless you got two DMs. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. it's unnecessary punishing. 
Yeah. yeah. Like you, they did something that they felt was clever or helpful or going to give them some kind of advantage to beat the bad guy. And that's what everybody wants to do. You want to beat the bad guy. Yeah. I think everybody at this table is a, is a great DM, even you, Cody. And I know you say you're a player, but <laughs> one of the things all of us at the table have in common that goes towards that is we like being surprised by the, t- the players. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we like the twists that players throw at us. Hell yeah. And you lean into it and you accept it and look at it as a good thing. It's and way more fun. Yeah. Well, well, lot, John, this is my story and you're just cogs in the machine. <laughs> so stop making choices I didn't anticipate. <laughs> uh, damn it. Yeah, so anyways, but we did get this guy back. So we were after these pieces of armor and they were spread all throughout Mithranor. And one of them was at the bottom of this lake. Like we're like a 500 foot lake and none of us had any way to get down there. But from my previous campaign, and he didn't go over all the characters to see what they had from my campaign, they had a scroll with a wish on it. <laughs> oh. And we literally said, all right, we know he's going to fuck with anything we do here. So three or four of us went out in front of the house and spent like 30 minutes perfectly wording this wish spell and writing it down. <laughs> we came back, we read it out, and he spent another 20 minutes trying to figure out how he could fuck us <laughs> and could not. And we got the goddamn armor. This wish is unfuckable. He deserves <laughs> all of that. Yeah, I'll, spending 30 minutes just trying to make a wish spell work, you deserve it. I, I, I think so too, man. We, we, we were just like, we're not getting fucked with on this. Can't construe, construed it. Yeah. How pissed would you have been if he would have been like, uh, roll a dex check. <laughs> <laughs> roll an intelligence check so if you can get the words exactly as you wrote them. Right, exactly. All I, right. I would say if any player ever uses wish, I'm not going to try and fuck with them. Like, I feel like if you use, like, if you use it for like, Oh, I want to. I want to beat Strahd. Strahd appears in front of you. Like now, you try and beat Strahd. Like you, that's you want to beat him. You've got to fight yeah. him. But like, if they're like, if they word it out right, and they don't like, don't there's something like, I wouldn't make my players spend thirty minutes to use a wish spell. Like no, just just no. use your wish spell. I mean, it's wish. It's like the most. It's the most powerful game uh, spell in the game. Do you know why? Why? Because you're a good DM and a good yes. human being. Yeah. <laughs> also, it would make you exhausted as it should. You know, it'd make you terribly exhausted, and yeah. you wouldn't be able to do anything for like a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's in the rules. It so, is you in know. the rules. <laughs> Before we end this, I just want to give one more double horror and what the absolute fuck moment. <laughs> and I'm going to point the finger this time at Mike. What? Oh, yeah. I can't believe no one brought this up. You killed our god. Oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Mike. We had spent, in the quest I for boost, we had spent, this was at like 18 months at least, worshiping this god. Everyone except one person in the party believes in him fully. Like, we talk to him directly. We go to his his realm of existence. We see him. We the know he's party. real. The eternal yeah. party. Dude, we would go out to the bar and not even be playing the game. We'd be like, for boost. And we'd clink, yeah, clink like, our glasses This was together. a religion I actually worship. <laughs> this is a god I actually worship in real life. Your character was like a, uh, going around converting people. I was converting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was making them drink from the chalice. They could commune with boost. It worked several times as a percentile chance. Low, by the way, like t- less than 10%. And I had people all over the multiverse drink this cup and go, Holy shit, he's real. Holy shit. Yeah, you were spread you were literally spreading the religion of Boos yeah. to other planes of existence. I was a cleric yeah. of Boos and I did my goddamn job well. I was a high <laughs> priest. And so and, but eventually Mike we we lose connection with him. I lose some of my power. We show up to his realm and he has a like a black dagger shoved in him mm-hmm. and he's dead. Yep. He's just killed. I cried that session. I cried as a grown ass man we playing an upset. imaginary game. I cried. Yep. Fuck you. That's a horror story. Awesome. Fucking awesome. But god damn it, 
what the fuck but it, it was a what the fuck a moment and i knew it would be uh it was it was again i think a point in the campaign where i really wanted to push home just how dangerous your your enemy was you were just about to discover who the true enemy was because there had been a lot of manipulation a lot of things going on and now in mike's defense in my defense he wasn't really dead dead there was a small part of him that when he saw the killing blow coming transferred himself to the chalice so that you can continue to have your powers Bruce and eventually with you the I'm, entire time. I'm not going to deny you that you're a genius but you're also a fucking <laughs> bastard I just if there's any producers for like um, Spanish dramas listening <laughs> Mike, Mike would be an awesome writer for you because every session of booze you're like what <laughs> <laughs> Generalissimo. <laughs> that's too funny. I just actually watch. Uh, I've been watching Thirty Rock on yeah, that's what uh, I Netflix, and that, that's and, what I and I just watched that episode. Such a good episode. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, let's give Chud a moment here, and then when we come back, let's uh, talk about just some not horror stories, but just what the fuck moments that players did or DM did. Where like that was not also a horror story, but just something like you're like, whoa, I didn't see the comment, or, or like, wow, that was cool. Epic kind of moments, moment. yeah, just epic what the fuck moments. Anyways, Chud's got something to say. Hey, 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 you, yeah, you. I'm Boblin the Goblin, and I know an adventurer when I see one. Come over here. I got something you'll be interested in. Have a seat at my table. I know where an intrepid band of heroes like hey, you hey, can hey, find hey, all hey, the best adventures. Hey, you. No, I'm, talk, I'm talking to you, Boblin. I'm talking to you, Boblin. I didn't say that you had something to say. I said Chud had something to say. Goddamn Boblin. Hi, friends. This is your favorite half-orc barbarian, Chud. Chud likes stories, and nobody does stories like the gang at Strange New Worlds. They're almost as good as my bard buddy, Sick Daddy. Hey, hey, hey! His name is Sig Dad. Sig Dad. Sup, Boblin? Anyways, you can go to their website. What's the website? Okay, so don't know what it is? All right, cool. And download free adventure shops and other goodies. You can even give them some money, too. They got a free pet shop. You know Chud loves pets. You can even get my favorite adventure of all time, The Quest for Booze. That's the one where I met my best friends, Sario and Day Day. Hey, hey, hey. His name is Diego. Sup, Bolin? He's my best friend. Hey, is that my echo fish in your pocket? Uh-oh, that's my cue to go. Oh, come here, you stinker. Everyone else, go to snwproductions.com today. Faboos! 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 You just literally cannot keep Boblin the Goblin in the kitchen, man. He just tries to get in everywhere. Yep. I am. (laughs) He's a stinker. (laughs) I like him, so... All right, so... (laughs) Other, other what the fuck moments. So I've got uh, several, but I think we've talked about some of them. I mean, so I want to talk about a what the fuck moment for me as a DM. And it's going to go back to the quest for boost again. Because we just had a lot of crazy shit going on in the campaign. Yep. And you were in um, in a world that was basically very steampunky. And you were on airships. And you were being chased by an air pirate. And I thought there was going to be this epic ship battle with boarding action. All the shit that ships close in on you. And Charlie as Akon targets the ship with a meteor swarm yep when it was like 900 or you know how whatever his range was and it was a long ways away and completely blew the ship apart and that was definitely a what the fuck moment i did not see that coming i probably should have but i did epic levels bro epic levels did anybody see what i did last time and lich war coming no Uh, no i used to i used a devil wish that i had had for i don't know it was only a couple sessions that i had that uh because every every devil 
including Zariel, we'll, we'll write a contract for you. And then once you've fulfilled that contract, they're going to have, you know, a little addendum that says like, Hey, if you do this, then you'll get this. And mine was, if you, whatever you need me, you know, just cast wish and you know, it'll, it'll work. And so I, Reginald wished that, uh, I could stop a God from killing all of the party and kill me instead. And this did happen. And it was, it was sad. Yep. Yeah, it was awesome. Sir Reginald, but it was awesome. Sir Reginald sacrificed himself for the party. We were getting wrecked. Yeah, yeah we, we were, were fighting wrecked. an avatar of Shar. That was yeah. that was fun. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what happens to him next because he's been to hell. <laughs> he's been to <laughs> and then back and then Barovia. back to hell. Yeah. Barovia. Well, I'm. Mm, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know where he is. I, it, it, I do. Shavin's already said. <laughs> I know it, you do. Shavin's already said this before when you were in hell. It's like if we have to go to hell and get him, we're going to do that. So if we have to go to hell to get you. We're going to do that. Yeah, we moved on so quick. And that session was like, ah, we'll just go get him out of hell. (laughs) He's come back before. Yeah, exactly. Let's go do that next. Talk talk about a cocky player character party. Yeah. 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 Well, we have to be because John's just throwing awful shit at us constantly right well oh, you're ha- slaves to a lich now like, well, i guess well i have to be have <laughs> this to be is my life now <laughs> i have to be because it's actually the cur- one of the curses for my uh, dark power gift yeah, yeah. <laughs> ultra high charisma also super yeah. arrogant yeah oh and then later that evening too uh when uh strad showed up even yeah. though like basically oh, uh we got the sword of Cass. we're going to use it to stop vecna and Beth's character actually had it, was charmed to get the yeah. sword and give it to Escher, yeah. who was Strahd's like one of his right hand men, and uh, gave the sword to Escher. And Escher was like, "I'm gonna basically cut." Uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Sassed, sassed, sassed him, him yeah. in half. And by the way, goddamn Escher, I had remember I said I said we'll 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 work with him if we have to, but I don't trust him. I want to kill him either way. I still want to kill him. I thought we were gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him. I. I thought I we were friends. I don't want to now. I know he's like a, I, he's I, a friend. He's Strahd's friend. He brought back Strahd Vanzarovich in the true. seat of power and the most powerful nation of Fey and yeah. all the Fey runes. But maybe Strahd's a good that guy. That is a now. what the fuck moment. <laughs> maybe Strahd's good. What the fuck, John? Good. Like perpetually holding a woman hostage. <laughs> that to that the was aeons. a good way to end the campaign, maybe wasn't it? <laughs> I, would, I would like to know, you know what John's still not telling us. He's never going back to the to, to run the next. Part of that. <laughs> it's just done. <laughs> 20 years later we're yeah, like to, where are we gonna play around a couple people in the party are basically like immortal like like Chauvin doesn't age or we are not immortal though no, that's true you're not i want to keep playing i want to know why morton kane and help them uh well yeah there's well, a lot of morton, there's a lot of morton, morton kane might get fucked too i mean so. morton kane could be he, he got mind or mind attacked by well, or he could, in our or campaign he could, got betrayed too true yeah. I, we I don't know we don't know we don't know cody you got anything we don't even know if strad's back any what the fuck moments i'm dry right now <laughs> do, well, that's what she said do you yeah <laughs> do you wow. need some lubricant nc17 <laughs> you know okay Tag. so if you think about one for a second then um in that same three fuck or sorry goodness that last session so by the of, way this i do believe this podcast i'm going to mark oh explicit like i tried to never do it and then everyone else dropped like two a piece if we're gonna sit around a bullshit about our favorite moments or our favorite horse because yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. like this is us sitting around talking so during the war of liches we had that what the fuck <laughs> moment with um reginald demon wish and then we had strad show up at the fucking end of the same session okay in between that and without singling out bob is talking shit about him oh yeah but what the fuck was that he's like Cass is like if you kneel before me i will let you wield the sword and we're just like and he just does it we're just like what the fuck is that dude yeah. we've been grinding grinding through a dungeon for two three sessions yeah 
And he's just like, yeah, I guess, like, fuck these guys. <laughs> like, what I, the fuck? I, well, I, I think he had his player character motivations. Yeah. Uh, when I ran up there and was trying to talk him out of that and talk him to join us in the fight that we we're fighting, I was like, it was it was one of those moments, like, for me, for Chauvin, and for me both, I'm like, if he does not join this fight, he's dead. Like, I, and well, I didn't. We were all dead. Yeah. Well, we're all dead, but no, he, well, I wasn't, I was. I, I was going to bonus action lightning bolt him before I even fucking oh, attacked yeah, the creature. Yeah. I was already dead. Yeah. You were already <laughs> dead. Yeah. So, no, not yeah. Dead. That, no that was, that was definitely one of those moments. But, I, but you know, in, in Bob's defense, I think he had his... He had his reasons. His motivations no, yeah. character-wise. Nothing yeah. against him as a person, yeah, yeah. but, like, yeah. the player is like, dude, we just ground through this shit we've been through quite a bit together and he's like yeah i guess this is the better option for us like fuck you dude that, like, what the, the fuck that was the hardest part of the chauvin because you know how chauvin already thinks anyways chauvin already you know when it comes to you four guys that he went through uh barovia with like we've been through hell and back together we're, we're we're here we're now we are together and we will always be together and we will we will we will we'll be a team right and i didn't really accept you know Bob's character early on, or Beth's character, because of some of the things that it characterized. But we have trust I, problems. As we begin to pro- progress through a few sessions, I loosened that up uh, from Chauvin's perspective. And so by the time that Bob did that, I was definitely at the moment like, "Dude, I thought we were in this together." All of it. so anybody else? Went? Oh yeah, I got one. Yeah. This one's against Keenan. <laughs> so <laughs> bring it. So bring it, we're fighting in the campaign that I dearly enjoyed, uh, Singularity kind of a cyberpunk future campaign yep. and uh we have this antagonist named Can- canaletto right and he's like the evil scientist is probably the quickest <laughs> and easiest way to describe him but he's but you know he's the man behind the curtain you know pulling all the strings and we're trying to figure out what's going on with this guy so we go to investigate if i remember correctly we're going to investigate this lab in sort of a dilapidated part of the undercity or whatever and um yeah we're fighting some really messed up shit inside this lab or whatever and we and we come up against the scientist that's running this lab who reports to canaletto and i'm thinking okay we're just going to beat this guy's ass and get the information out of him and then he turns and this is the what the fuck part is like he turns into like some kind of fucking caterpillar worm demon cyborg thing mechanical centipede yeah fucking mechanical centipede and i'm still at this point going okay well we're pretty badass we got this and and this thing whoops our asses and like we had to run like we were running and i literally was like i'm gonna lose my character we're gonna die we're gonna die to a fucking demon cyborg centipede man in keenan's jacked up campaign and it it was it was a what the fuck man but we thank you we did actually end up winning barely towards yeah. the end had, um but it was one of those but that was the thing about singularity a lot of times when you won you didn't feel like you won you're like you survived, <laughs> you just survived. Like you yeah. survived for the next session you know i'm glad you felt that way because that's exactly how it's supposed to feel yeah and honestly i was by the way i want to give this group of players sitting around the table together some and, and most of the players that we play with some kudos because i play with so many groups that would just fight to the freaking death and we're like nope we we see that we cannot take this thing we're getting the hell out. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Monty Python. We're like, run away, run, away. run bravely away. <laughs> no, I, really, I forgot about that session because I really enjoyed that because yeah, you fought it for a little bit, but it was I made it. It was it was just too strong for you. That was the whole point of it, and so it just kind of overwhelmed you, and you fled through the tunnels, and it like you sealed the door behind you with some hacking, and then, it and came then like the it ceiling. bust through it. Yeah, yeah, it just kept pursuing you. It was pretty much like a, a horror movie monster. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. That was that was the goal. It was supposed to yeah. scare the shit out of you. It did. <laughs> I just wanted to be a gambler and you know, go gamble and stuff. And then this giant centipede monster comes out. Oh, man. My character was based on Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, there's too many motherfucking centipedes in this motherfucking picture. 
was okay. Jake, that wasn't Samuel Jackson. I remember when I was playing Pathfinder 1 with Keenan and two coworkers of mine and my now ex-girlfriend. Uh, they were, they just came out of like from under the city and they had to go through this dungeon of sewers. They get above the city and the city is destroyed. And they find an old tavern that was like kind of still standing and they go inside there and there's this, um, he used to be a barmaid, but now there's not much of a bar to be a maid for. And Keenan and her, she kind of, they kind of hook up and everyone else is doing their own thing. And then we kind of cut back the, the camera to Keenan's scene and, and she's there with, with Keenan's character. And out of nowhere, she kind of like brings a dagger out and it's poisoned. And she's gonna she's gonna stab Keenan's character in the chest. Well, she fumbles her attack roll. Just absolutely like I think I rolled a one probably, most likely. But she fucked up the attack roll. I remember that part. And Keenan's like, okay, crack my knuckles, you're gonna be set on fire now. And lights the whole building on fire with the girl in it. Wow. That was a fuck that was like, I don't know what to do with that, but you just lit an entire building on fire for one girl. I can't remember what the spell was, but yeah, it was like fire spray. Like I just had a flamethrower. Like, yeah, the building's already wrecked and dried out. So yeah, yeah the whole building catches on fire. Wow. Congratulations. Fuck this building. <laughs> we have had a lot of what the fuck moments, haven't we? Oh, shit. Yes, there's no doubt about that. So I was going to say one more. Yeah, go for it. Just yeah, one, one more. more. Go for it. I'm, I might be remembering this wrong, but it was it was uh, Mangetsu, where, and I think this was like my first session oh, playing with you guys. Mangetsu. Um, is Mangetsu maybe like where a, you started playing with us? No, 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 no. We, we played Strahd first. Oh, that's right. It was yeah, the no, first no, one okay, I started playing on. That's why I was Playing on Keenan's games. Yeah. Because you guys started before, and like I came in and joined and played my uh, ripped kobold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was his name? Uh, Scorchkins. Scorchkins. That's right. Scorchkins. Yeah. Um, but Bill Bill's character was like was a fa- was he wasn't he was an el- was he an elder? He was a Ladrin. A Ladrin. Yeah. And could shape you know change his form. He had like an you know his minor illusion or something. But we went into a bar and he was minor. He was uh, disguised self himself as a as a general who was in the fucking bar. Like he walked <laughs> in and then it's like a moment of like the Spider Man meme where they're like whoa whoa. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about oh, that. That yeah. was an awesome. Yeah, you went to go moment. like meet him, yes. and then Bill was like, "I'm going to transform into him." <laughs> and then I was, I, re- I literally did the video thing. I was like, "Are you sure?" Because I was just like <laughs> looking around, like, uh, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yep." I'm like, "Okay." And then they walk in, and then I roll a perception check for the, all the all the other soldiers and officers in the bar, and they just immediately they roll like an eighteen, and they yeah. were like looked at the guy in the corner, and I looked at the guy who walked in and just started shooting. shooting that was fucking awesome. Like, nope. We might have been a bit in this illusionist over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> roll, so, I remember Kane's like roll initiative. We're like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's, 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 uh, I want, I want to do at least one final one too. And that's a double what the fuck moment in Mangetsu. Ooh. Keenan. Oh, you're getting it. You're getting damn, it. I'm going one, dude. two, three. Yeah. Rack them up, buddy. Racking four up. moments in a row. This is like, this is like, well, what's because you're a what the fuck DM? Uh, yeah. I'm a shock factor guy. Yeah. Can't uh, wait for you to come out of retirement. Yeah. Uh, so it was, I think probably really our first encounter with the, um, with the Ison. Oh, with oh the, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. And so it was double what the fuck moment. It was the machine gun fire. Oh yeah. Just fucking blasting the hell out of everybody. I played it here like I would since he was a war priest and he very smartly got the fuck out of the way. The machine gun fire crawled underneath the, uh, the, whatever it was, wagon the, whatever. the wagon. Yeah. And started and started using that, you know, to, to plank and cover and do cover and do all this other shit. You know, John's getting the shit kicked out of him by these by these. That's bullets. a what the fuck moment for my guy. He was yeah. a paladin, and I yeah. remember he threw his shield up because he didn't know he didn't know what guns were, yeah. you know. And all of a sudden, it's like machine gun fire clanking against the shield, denting it up. Uh, so and real real quickly, Mangetsu was um, in the Faerun universe. They made t- 
traditional uh, D&D fantasy characters on the main continent. And then Mangetsu is an island kind of based on Japan um, that was invaded by something, the Ison, kind of based on the Germans. With and, a lot of technology. Yeah, well, with, with guts and, and mechs German. and shit. So I was really <laughs> trying to do a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah. And so they show up as fantasy characters and they have yeah. literal machine guns. And mecha suits. And mech suits. And mech suits. So that, that was the part one of that what the fuck moment. And then, of course, part two of that what the fuck moment is when we find out who's attacking us and that they're fucking children. Oh, yeah. This was a different this was a different session. But yeah, yeah, but it was like right after that. It was like right after that. Yeah, it was a session. Yeah, it was it close was, to that. Yeah, it was literally right after that. When, and then we, then we get engaged with these kids. And, of course, we're like, we're not killing kids. This well, you didn't know because they were like, they were well, like, well, once we maybe figured, like the height of no, so, so well, I once had, we figured my out. guy was yeah. a redemption paladin, yeah. and so I could like do calm emotions, and so we got jumped yeah. by these guys shooting yeah. at us, and I cast that, and yeah. it, like all of them yeah. failed their save, so suddenly they're all pacified. So yeah. then we we get close, we're like, okay, they're not shooting at us. What's going on here? And then to your point, we pull the mask yeah. off, and it's a bunch of kids. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're like, what the fuck's wrong with you, kid? I was gonna make you guys kill children. It was that's how dark the campaign was. Grim dark, but then it turned out they were defending a camp of injured people from the war, ATs from both sides. Yeah. So they were trying to keep their own little peace, their own little safe haven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, we've, we've definitely had our fair share of the WTF moments and the horror stories from both sides. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us while we did something a little different today. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the stories and maybe we did, you know, give you something to think about. Maybe some weird shit you can pull on your players or play pull on your DM. <laughs> Steal our WTF uh, moments. So we are in, I believe this is episode 21 Ooh. of season one. We can drink now. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are drinking this whole time. Man. We are getting pretty close to the end of season one. We're probably going to wrap up with twenty five episodes. But something we wanted to kind of let you know about is in between season one and season two, we're going to do something a little special. And when we do this, it's going to be several episodes. But you'll get a chance to see us putting to, into practice all the things we have spoke about in this podcast on these twenty five episodes. Whether it's from a DM perspective or player perspective, you're going to get a chance to see us putting all these things in practice and see that we're not just a uh, full hot air that we actually know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> a demonstration demonstration if you will <laughs> anyways well thanks for hanging with us and we will see you next time